Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. Ladies and gentlemen of Steelers Nation, welcome to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm your host, Noah Strackbine, joined every Tuesday and Thursday by my main man, Donnie Droon. Make sure to find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Talk. Like this video, be a friend, tell a friend to come subscribe to us, and make sure to use our promo code at manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping. Donnie, the Pittsburgh Steelers are feeling real good about somebody coming back in 2022. Mike Tomlin has taken everybody and their mother out to dinner on this pro day week, and the Pittsburgh Steelers still don't have a safety. But that being said, they still don't have a number of things that they need it's beautiful here in the Berg, my friend. How you feeling? Feeling great. Thank you for asking. Another beautiful day here in Phoenix. And it's a beautiful day to be an American. U.S. plays Mexico tonight in a uh, World Cup qualifier. Three games left. Very, very large game. Go USA. Go USA. There's your, USA. What, There's your soccer fact of the American day. What's more American than cheering on the, the Stars and Stripes? No, is it nothing. I mean, yeah. that is the most American thing that you could do. There's your soccer fact of the day. You got another one for us? I, you know, I, I think I got to save soccer fact of the day for next Tuesday. <laughs> a soccer fact well, of the okay, day. Is I'll, I'll, I'll throw you a soccer fact of the day right now. Italy failed to uh, qualify for the World Cup today to That's... North Macedonia. You can give me 100 tries on a map. I could not pinpoint where that country is at. No, nah, I've never heard of North Macedonia. I thought Macedonia was one giant country. I didn't even realize it was split up into North and South. I just thought it was Macedonia. Crazy, crazy stuff. All right, Donnie, let's talk about some Pittsburgh Steelers here. Stefan Tuitt has been away from this team for a whole year. There have been signs here and there that have said, maybe he's coming back. The Steelers are working with him. They're not giving up on him. Obviously, you know, suffered the loss of his brother last year, dealt with a knee injury during the season. Things seem to be heading in the right direction here. According to the Athletics' Ed Bouchette, he spoke to Cam Hayward and general manager Kevin Colbert, who both sounded optimistic that to it will return. He's also back in the facility, according to Bouchette. Good signs. Are we, are we finally ready to say Stefan Tuitt's coming back? I think they're about as good a sign as you could possibly hope for. I mean, just talk about an awful collective storm of terrible stuff that happened to Stefan, you know, with his brother on top of the injury that happened last year. So definitely understand him needing to take some time away. Uh, but for Tuitt to be back in the facility to not only – kind of get a vote of confidence from Cam Hayward, from Kevin Colbert. Uh, and also, like I said earlier, to see him back in the facility, a very, very good sign. I don't think if he was considering retirement, he would be back in the facility. So, I mean, granted, like, you still really never know, especially with a guy like Tuit. Um, and you really don't want to, like, push him, like, either way on the spectrum. You know, you really yeah. want to respect him and what he ultimately wants to do. But... I mean, if I'm reading the tea leaves here, I'm very excited that Stefan Tuitt looks like he's coming back for the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2022. Yeah, no doubt. If it, everything before this was like a, eh, okay, we're heading in the right direction. Phone call with Art Rooney, cool. I'm glad that he's talking. Phone call with Kevin Colbert, awesome, awesome. Things are still moving here. Back in the facility, Stefan Tuitt is not from here. He does not live here during the offseason. To say that he is back at UPMC Rooney Sports Complex, I feel like it's finally like, a, okay, things are rolling. Now there could be a setback. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say like, oh, this is a guarantee. But I would say that this is the closest we've gotten to a solid. The Pittsburgh Steelers will have a starting defensive end in 2022 than we've been 
in a long, long time. Now, let me ask you this. If he does come back, miss the whole season. I mean, if you're any player in the National Football League and you sit out one season, people are saying it about Deshaun Watson. That's a big loss. That is a that your body has completely forgotten what football is like, especially in the professional football league. Does it is it guaranteed, or I should just say, what is your feel of him coming back? Is he as dominant as he was? I mean, Stefan Tuitt, when healthy, was. I mean, just as big of that def- part of that defensive line as Tyson Alualu and Cam Hayward. He's a man when he's healthy. That's what I'm saying. He's one of the best. Yeah. So is he still up there? Or I mean, he's 29 years old, missed the whole season. What are your thoughts on his effectiveness, I should say? I think the hope is that's going to kind of be like riding a bike. You know, uh, it won't take him too long to really get back in the groove of things and uh, like you already alluded to, he took one year off and, you know, slice it however you want. That's still, you're still another year older by the time the, the new football season comes around. But also, Stefan didn't take that that beating to his body every Sunday. You know? So I, I'm hoping at least right now he feels a little bit fresher than he normally would heading into a new football season now. I think he's in the system to where he can rely on guys like Cam and Aluwalu to kind of pick up any of the slack that he would have should it take him a little bit to get going. But no, I think Stefan is a very good football player. I have no concerns about him over the course of a 17-game season really getting his feet back underneath him. Um, but that just might be my high expectations for him. He could easily go out and just not look like the guy he once was, looking like a shell of, uh, of uh, you know, the former Pro Bowl defensive end that we once saw. So the only thing that worries me is he is a guy who has an injury history. And to not play football for a whole year, your body is not ready to take the hits that it's about to hit. And you are take. And you could say, oh, well, he didn't play for a whole year. That's better on the body. I agree with that. But at the same time, he came in last season and Keith Butler was not shy in saying that he was out of football shape. That means that he had to work his way back into shape, which means that his body already went through a little bit of like a mm, beat up, kind of get it rolling type situation. I don't know. I'm, I would like to see, or like to say that I am optimistic that Stefan to could be Stefan to it. I don't, guarantee that he one could play a whole 17 game season as well as he used to be able to that was already kind of tough for him like you said before he took a year off that's what i'm saying like he he already dealt with injuries like big injuries here and there to say oh he's gonna keep it going like he's gonna come back and be 100 healthy and 100 ready to go and his body's gonna be good enough to last him a whole season nah i don't know i'm that that leaves me worried I'll never say a player is going to get hurt. That'll never come out of my mouth. And I'll never say that he's going to be worse than he once was, but there is definitely more concern than I think people have in just the whole, he comes back, he fixes everything. I still think that you need somebody else behind him. So so technically the only year of his career where he played all 16 games was his rookie season in 2014. Uh, He played, this is year by year chronologically, uh, 14 games, 14 games, 12, then 14. Then he had the injury in 2019 where he only played six. And then 2020, whenever he came back, he played 15 out of the 16. But if I remember correctly, the Steelers sat a lot of their starters in uh, preparations for the Cleveland playoff game that year. So yeah, I, yeah, I really yeah. wouldn't like count that against him. 
No, no. It was a good see. I mean, that's but he yeah. showed. I think that was the time that he showed, like, hey guys, like when I'm out here, man, I am one of the best. I am a, the reason that this defensive line is this good. I don't disagree with that. I just mean that coming off that, I mean, I hope the game's rolling. I hope the ball is rolling in the right direction here and that he doesn't have to worry about that. But let me ask. He's back. There are some worries. Do the Steelers have what it takes behind him to feel good enough going into the season with Stefan to as their starter? Honestly, man. Yeah. I, I, I really like, I'm, okay. I don't want to say I'm a fan of this depth, but like I'm comfortable with it. Um, you know, so you have at defensive tackle, you have Cam Loudermilk and Carlos Davis at nose tackle. You have Alualu, Henry Mondu and Monty Adams. He just resigned. And then at defensive end, you have to it. And then Chris Wormley, it, especially with like how high the team has been with louder milk and like you have to think too like the Steelers aren't in a whole lot of their base defense uh you know they're mostly in kind of like that that nickel package so guys like a louder milk guys possibly like Mondu and Monte Adams uh or even like Carlos Davis could slide over into his spot if absolutely needed for a couple of plays um I'm I'm comfortable I really really am now is that me saying I'm passing up Jordan Davis at pick number 20. No, no, not at all. But if need be, if to it needs to be on a snap count and to kind of get his body reacclimated to, you know, the the harsh hits of playing defensive line in the NFL, I'm not worried about Isaiah Loudermilk, excuse me. I'm not worried about Mondu or Chris Wormley because I've seen those guys kind of hold their own in previous years and i'm not saying they're all pros i'm not saying they're pro ballers but just as like a collective unit i don't mind it i really don't okay so i am a little bit worried there okay. there are reasons to feel good about it i like chris wormley i think chris wormley is a great backup and like people gave him a lot of a lot of slack last year for the role that he was pushed into i think chris wormley played just fine now is he like a starter every single game? No, but I think for two or three games in a row, Stephon Tewitt can't play. That's a great guy to have as your primary backup. Loudermilk, I have to see more of. I think he's got such a bright future, much brighter than people expected, myself included. That being said, his rookie season was very hit or miss, and I think that he's a fifth-round pick. He's got to grow, but we need to see that growth. Henry Mondu, look, and I love Henry Mondu. He's the quietest, most gentle man in the whole world. He is not that great of a football player. Very third on the depth chart, good at football. Monty Adams is a great backup as well. I think Monty Adams came in here, played phenomenal for what he was asked to do. Nose tackle position, super easy in football. Tyson Alawalu being 35 years old worries me a lot. I just think that the only piece that they're missing is that guy that could slide pretty much anywhere online. I don't think that they have that guy. The Steelers think they have that guy, and that's the guy you're not sold on is Loudermilk. The Steelers do think that. That's very true. That is very true. But I don't think he's there yet. I think that he's still such a work in progress. I mean, people call him the next Cam Hayward. Like, dude, Cam Hayward didn't even start every game his his rookie season. Loudermilk's a fifth-round pick. Like, he shouldn't start every game until his fourth season. I just think I, I think that he's still such a work in progress that you need somebody else. And, and I'm not saying it has to be somebody that's like first round draft pick, but I think that one more guy to be like, okay, look it. Say say Alawalu goes down mm-hmm. or Cam goes down, God forbid, 
or two, it can't play a game or two. Yeah. They have that one backup. They need that other guy that, like, say louder milk just isn't getting yeah. the job done. He could come in. That's what okay. I'm looking for. That's I, the only I, way I don't I feel see, comfortable about. I see your point to where it's kind of like top heavy. On, Super on top chart, heavy. And it's, yeah. it's easy to feel comfortable when you're not plugging these guys in for a large amount of games in the season. I'm sure my opinion would change, but I mean, just like, just looking at the list of guys right now compared to guys like Isaiah Bugs, and like Daniel McCullers is another like throwback name. I feel a lot more comfortable <laughs> with these guys. McCullers. Plugging and Big playing. Dan. Yeah, very true. Very true. It has definitely gone uphill since Big Dan. That being said, I just think that, you know, the Steelers have proven the last five years that once somebody goes down, it's like the whole thing shuts up. Yeah. This year they got to figure that out because they are getting old. Whether they want to admit it or not, they are getting really, really old on the defensive line. So that's a perfect way to lead into this one. The Pittsburgh Steelers still don't have a safety. We just both agreed that maybe they could use one more guy on the defensive line. And, hey, if Jordan Davis is there, you take Jordan Davis. I don't care if he's that guy or not. Um, There are a couple other positions that maybe the Steelers expected to have more in place at this point than they do, or at least we expected the Steelers to have more in place at this point than they do. What are your remaining needs for the Pittsburgh Steelers as we, I mean, we're about to finish week two of free agency now. Yeah, so I think right now uh, with Juju and James Washington being gone and looking at Deontay Johnson, who you do feel comfortable with, Chase Claypool, who still has a lot of questions, and after that, it's me and you, basically. Dude, I mean, it's Cody, even Ray, it's Ray, Ray White, bro. got the bag in San Francisco. It's Cody, Ray Ray did get the best. Shout out Ray Ray in San Francisco. Yeah. Cody White, bro. Cody White. What are your thoughts on Anthony Miller? You think Anthony Miller has a, a bigger role this year? I think that's a name we're overlooking. Sure. I mean, he, he's not getting me up in the morning, you feel? Like, he's not moving the needle at all. I feel like he came in, and I think a lot of Steelers fans were expecting a lot out of him just because we did see him produce a little bit in Chicago. The Steelers I mean, didn't trust him to roll pick. him out on the roster. I don't know, man. I, I, just, All right, so, I, I, I do think wide receiver is a very, very big need for Pittsburgh at the moment. So there is, there, there is, this is my thought here, and I've thought about this today. So a lot of people are talking about, oh, the Steelers need a wide receiver. And I 100% agree. Steelers need a wide receiver. So bad. Then I started, like, looking around, and there are some real, like, top-heavy teams in the NFL with wide receivers. I mean, the Miami Dolphins just got Tyree Kill to add to their already absurd wide receiver group. But there's a lot of teams, man, that like like Deshaun Watson has Amari Cooper and nobody else to throw to. Patrick Mahomes is now working with Juju Smith-Schuster, the dude from Green Bay that I can never pronounce his last name. His Valdez Scanling. Valdez Scanling, thank you. And Hardman. Like that's that's no better than the Pittsburgh Steelers situation currently. There's a yeah, lot of teams in the Steelers situation. Mm, I do not agree with that one. I do not agree really? with that one. You think that because even if Juju plays, Juju would play the inside, mm-hmm. obviously. Exclude exclude Travis Kelsey from the mix. We'll go strictly wide receivers because I know that was a turning point. But like, I, I, but if you're just looking at wide receivers, you're telling me that you feel more comfortable with all the scambling Juju Smith Schuster and McCall Hardman. McCall Hardman, thank you. Then Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and somebody else. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the the key point being somebody else. Now, granted, 
if they go out and they grab a wide receiver in the first round and there's a bunch they can choose from. I really don't think there's a wrong way to go when it comes to that, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Mm -hmm. I kind of like to see those chances a little bit more whenever matching them up, but no, I think MVS was a bit of an underrated piece working underneath Devontae Adams in Green Bay. I think obviously we all know what Juju can be whenever he's healthy and playing in the slot. Now he's got Patty Mahomes throwing him the football. And that uh, McCole Hardman, I don't know if you've watched any Chiefs games, but he, he's kind of been the the guy, um, the the Tyree Kill understudy. I mean, that dude moves so freaking fast. He so is I, fast. I, I think the Chiefs are hoping to replicate some of the success they had with Tyreek with him. All righty, I won't I won't get too deep into that argument because I just it was more of an example. Maybe you just disproved my example, but still. So wide receiver, I agree with, and I think they need to find somebody. Do do you over overlook free agency? I think at this point, my thoughts on wide receiver is just like going to the NFL draft. Yeah. You want a rookie, you need a bet. Like, why would you draft a rookie and say, go play fourth wide receiver? Anthony Miller could play fourth wide receiver. I'd feel fine with that. You know, Cody White could play fourth wide receiver. I'm cool with that. Not upset with it. People are tossing Gunner in, in the in the chat. Just so everybody knows, Gunner has 129 receiving yards in four years in the NFL. So let's... Let's not up. get let's not get too fired up here on good old Gunner. Um, which did you see his picture with? Did you see Gunner's picture, like to welcome him to the Pittsburgh Steelers, where he's wearing a a Carhartt jacket but no shirt oh, underneath yeah. it. That yeah. dude should go be a model. Like he should just stop playing football and go. He's perfect for it. And if you're showing up with that man, like you got swag that I don't. I would never know what to do with. I'm wearing a sweat. This is my. Dress of of choice, twenty four seven. I went to pit practice in this today. I'll go to bed in a sweatshirt tonight. I'll wake up tomorrow morning. I'll put a different sweatshirt on, and then I'll go throughout my day. I don't know. That ain't me. Um. All right, wide receiver. So I I, I think it's one A one B between wide receiver and safety because like the Steelers still oh, have okay. not signed a safety. Um, Terrellman's still on the market. Tyron Matthews still on the market, and apparently he's not signing with the Raiders, which makes the Steelers an even heavier option for him reportedly. What was that? Tyron Matthew? Yeah, so apparently uh, he took the Raiders off of his quote-unquote shortlist, uh, oh, which I, everybody I heard is kind of like looking to the Steelers now as like a, a very real possibility. I I heard you. I know what you said. Oh, okay. I'm just making sure that we're both on the same <laughs> page here because everybody and their mother was like, oh, Tyron Matthew – is not an option for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tyron Matthew, why would they go get Tyron? You can't afford Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew doesn't fit with Minka Fitzpatrick. Let's just take a, a break real quick and just acknowledge that, like, we both said, who cares? It's Tyron Matthew. Go sign Tyron Matthew. Mike Tomlin went, yeah, maybe we should do that. Maybe we should at least think about it. Kick the tires a little bit on Tyron Matthew. Um, I, I don't know how real that is, though, for being honest. like, Yeah, the, the guy who tweeted it, said he was a uh, in his twitter bio was like a nfl like espn analyst on like some kind of like espn like flagship station for the raiders never heard of the dude before so like i'm not gonna take his words in the weight of gold no no i don't take anything so anytime that i know mike tomlin kevin colbert omar omar khan and anybody else in the steelers front office is not in pittsburgh why are they who are they talking to you know what i mean like they, yeah, they're doing a little bit of due, due diligence, but like I believe the Jeremy Fowler report that says Terrell Edmonds is still likely 
their top top option. And uh, Kazi out of Dallas, who was, I believe, a fourth or a fifth round pick for Atlanta a couple of years ago, played pretty oh, well. DeMonte Casey. DeMonte Casey. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. Wide receiver. Safety. Mm-hmm. Who's your top three? Who's your third here? Got to go defensive back. Oh, defensive go back defensive over back. Le- 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 Levi Wallace. Uh, definitely a great signing. I, I still think you- you're going to need another guy and that defensive backfield to kind of help bolster the uh, the secondary moving forward. And I understand the uh, the front seven definitely helps out, especially whenever you have a great pass rush with guys like T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward in there. Hopefully stuff on to it as well. But man, uh, you hear this so often, especially like in the modern age, like you can never have enough cornerbacks. You really no. cannot. And, you know, just I'm not comfortable with throwing a guy like Justin Lane out there full time and just hoping and praying he's able to do anything else other than have a loaded gun in the passenger seat of his car. I, I'm really not. <laughs> and some weed on him. Can't forget oh, any yeah, of that. that. And some dope. Um yeah, I'm still very confused on that whole situation because Akella Witherspoon is reportedly re-signed with the Steelers twice, mm-hmm. and they have not announced anything That's at very all. Weird. Very weird, right? Like, I've even talked to the Steelers PR people, and they're like, mm. They were weird about it, huh? They were That's weird about weird, it. Bro. They weren't like That's a yes. Good. It wasn't like a no or a yes. I was just like, are we going to talk to him? And they were just like, there's no reason to talk to him yet. And I was like, what? What are we talking about here? So, Akella Witherspoon, big, big worry. But I'm going to roll with the punches here saying that he did resign and just hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Um, my top three here are a little different than yours. I like the wide receiver. A safety, I think, is a given. Got to go get a safety. Yeah. That I'm going to go wide receiver. Um, corner if Akello's not there, but uh, I'm going to act like Akello's there as well. Wide receiver. My next option actually is running back. And I agree with my boy, Black and Yellow, really? Texas Steel, because it's the NFL in 2022. You need a two running back system. And at bare minimum, Najee Harris proved last year that if he carries a workload like he did all throughout his rookie season, he can't last a whole year. The Steelers played one playoff game. Imagine if they went to the Super Bowl. He, there's no way he would be healthy enough to play in that game. Benny so, Stell Jr. ain't it. First of all. <laughs> Y'all sound like feds. <laughs> second of all, I, I agree with the whole needing a second running back option. Mm-hmm. I just think, like, if you're looking for a secondary guy, especially a veteran, those guys are a dime a dozen in the NFL, man. Like, I, I am. I don't really think you right. go get a dozen, uh, a veteran. I think that you just need, just, just go get a rookie. Go get a mid to late round rookie. Like, go grab Brian Robinson out of Alabama. Define Fifth round. Mid. In this running back class, anything from the third to the sixth round is better than Benny Snell Jr. Like, so I anything agree, but at dude, all. like if they spend a third round pick on a running back, I'm gonna kind of be upset. Oh, a third round pick is, uh, but why would you be upset? Okay, so my first reaction but to that th- is a third round like pick too high. Fifties where they're running like a wishbone offense, and both are gonna be on the field at the exact same time. But think about some of the best running games in the in the league. The San Francisco 49ers have a running back go down once a bro, week and that, they that continue is, that success. That team is not going to help your case, brother. Dude, they take everybody and anybody off of the street and turn them into a thousand yard rusher. 
But they turn them into a thousand. The they Steelers do not invest high guy. draft picks into running backs, dude. They go and sign free agents. They take late round guys. Jeff Wilson is a stud, man. Stud. And then he's a mid mid round guy. Um, but there's there's other examples there. I mean, look at what the Rams did. Won the Super Bowl. Even after Cam Akers went down, they went out and got Sony Michelle because they realized they needed a second running back. I don't think that you need – I mean, there's all Cardinals. Chase Edmonds and James Conner, they were clearly their best when they had each other. I just don't – I don't think that you need a 1B. I think that you need a very reliable 2 because Najee Harris's touches per game should go from 30 to like 21, See, I 22. Agree. But my thought process is – you can find so many of those guys off of the street. Like I, I am really not worried about it. And even like in the draft too, whether it be free agency or the NFL draft, like you can find so many of those guys, especially if you know, they're not going to be a feature back, you know, like I, I look at, I don't disagree with that. If they wanted to go out and sign a veteran guy, a proven veteran guy, that's totally fine. I just don't feel like they're gonna, like, I, I think at this point they're just like, yeah, we've already moved on. And that doesn't make any sense to me. And if the thought process is, well, Benny Snell improved year by year, maybe year four is the answer. Like that's Jalen Samuels 2.0. Anthony McFarlane is your best bet. And he did nothing last season. Um, I would go running back mid-option, mid-option, uh, mid to late. I would feel comfortable. If they drafted a running back in the seventh round, I mean, like, I'd be like, oh, well, you know, we'll toss him in, see what happens. Yeah. Um so wide receiver, running back, uh, you know, again, offensive line is a big need, but I think these are all like givens, you know, offensive line, safety. I'm rolling with a Kello and I feel good at corner with a Kello. What? I wanted to ask you your opinion on the offensive line, actually, because do you think it'd be overkill to go grab another interior offensive lineman whenever you have Mason Cole and James Daniels, who you signed this offseason? And then obviously Kevin Dotson, Kendrick Green. Three of those four guys are going to be starting. There's going to be a lone man out who's going to be sitting. Do you think it'd be overkill to go grab another guy and make it two no. guys out of that group of five sitting? No, not at all. I think that there is not one single person outside of James Daniels that is, to me, a guaranteed starter in the NFL. I think the rest of them would just be like, well, if Kevin Dotson doesn't work out, get rid of him. Kendrick Green doesn't work out, sit him on the bench. You know what I mean? Like – who cares? They're, none of them were like, oh, this guy has so much potential that you have to give him a shot. Dotson looked like that two years ago. Did not mm -hmm. look like that last season to me. And we're going to get into this in a little bit, but I actually think that the Steelers, if they went first round option anywhere on the offensive line, I'd feel really good about it. And I think that it's a, a I would point of emphasis. Um, so offensive line, obviously, safety, obviously. My third highest outside of those givens is edge rusher. I don't know where they go and find an edge rusher. I hope it is in the in the top three picks in the NFL draft. But the AFC is wild right now. Wild. The AFC North alone is Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, and Lamar Jackson. You want to know the best way to shut any of those guys down? Get to them on every single play. Khalil Mack went from Chicago to LA in about 12 hours because the Chargers were like, whoa, 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 Russell Wilson's coming here. We need to do something. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are somewhat in that same boat. And I like Alex Highsmith, but you need, 
you need that third guy. I mean, look at just look at how much better they played when Melvin Ingram was there compared to when Melvin Ingram wasn't there. I just think that that is such an overlooked need right now. But again, I don't think you go and sign a veteran guy. I think that you uh, that you hop in the draft and you pick a guy young because I think there's a lot of potential. Yeah, but if if you pick a guy high and like whenever we say high, we're talking like first or third round, right? If you pick a guy somewhere yeah. within that range, you eventually want him to be a starter sooner rather than later. And like my problem with that thought process is you already have TJ, who obviously is not going anywhere. And then you have Alex Highsmith, who has steadily, probably slowly, but steadily improved over his first couple of years in the league. I dude like depth piece absolutely they absolutely one thousand percent need that third you know outside linebacker presence. I just mm-hmm. don't think it's going to come in the first three rounds of the draft. I, I really don't. So it's like the running back thing to me, but yeah. I think even higher. Like I just look at it like, dude, even if he's just like your sixth man, you need a sixth man. And the the way that the AFC is built right now, like you can't go out there. T.J. Watt goes one hundred and forty five miles an hour. Every single time he's on the football field, you, he can't play a whole game, you know? And when he comes out last year with Derek Tushka, you can't do that again. You cannot do that again. TJ Watt, what did he miss? He missed three games, two or four games, uh, twice. He left before halftime during a game. You have to expect injuries to happen. I just think that that third guy, I think that if a rookie was in a high end rookie was in Melvin Ingram's position last year where he was playing 40% of the snaps behind Alex Highsmith, I don't, I don't think that he complains. I think that he's pretty happy in his role. And I think that he learns, you know what I mean? And in two years, if he's way better than Alex Highsmith, then you start him over Alex Highsmith. I just think that's my thought there. I, I certainly wouldn't disagree. And I feel like Alex Highsmith, probably out of anybody in the in the front seven definitely does not have his roster not roster but but his starting spot locked up you feel so like if they do go get another edge rusher and the dude looks pretty damn good compared to alex highsmith to start him and you know if if highsmith is relegated to that that third rotational piece and so be it but i mean like you said you, you need to go out you need to get past rushers and you just like it, it, it's tough. It's a tough situation because especially in like a guy like Melvin Ingram's role, I still feel like the Steelers led him on to believe that he could become a starter when they clearly oh, yeah. had no intention of starting him. A hundred. Mike Tomlin sat him down, gave him the Miles Jack conversation. Yo, we need you to win a championship, man. Gave him this the, is Ben's the last James ride. Harrison conversation. Remember whenever they brought yeah. Debo back and then they were like, yeah. hey, bro, you're going to be a starter and drafted TJ and started him over him? Yep. I don't think, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think they were all in on TJ either way, but I don't know if they expected TJ to fall to him to them. And I think Debo kind of got screwed there. But yeah, there's no doubt in my mind Melvin Ingram sat in that office with Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, and Omar Khan and was told, you are a starting outside linebacker for the Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers. And then he showed up and he was a backup to Alex Highsmith. And he was like, I don't even know who this guy is. Like, I've never heard of Alex Highsmith in my life. And now here I am playing behind him. No way. Yeah, the easy. But I think if that's a rookie, that's a totally other conversation. Um, other little concerns that I think are not really out there right now. The Pittsburgh Steelers need a third tight end, which Connor Hayward is definitely my man to watch in that position. Yeah. I would love Connor Hayward to show up, actually give the Steelers a fullback option and play a little tight end. But I think tar- third tight end is definitely something that nobody wants to talk about, but – 
I mean, Zach Entry and Pat Firemuth are great until somebody goes down and then it's Kevin Rader jumping ship. Not feeling real good about that. Wide receiver obviously addressed. Um, there's no backup tackle. There's uh, Joe Haig. The general is the backup tackle. Everybody complained about Joe Haig all last season. Why would we not do it again this season? Steelers need a tackle. Chaz Green is listed as the Steelers' backup right tackle. That's even worse. That's <laughs> even worse than Joe Haig. <laughs> nope. 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 Sorry. I just think that there needs to be a solidified backup tackle, even if it's just like a Zach Banner. Go get Zach Banner. I feel way better about Zach Banner than Chaz Green. Maybe he turns into something. You could probably sign him for a vet minimum. We talked a little bit about that on Tuesday. Yeah. I just think that that's definitely an option. Definitely an option. Um, but all right, this is a good transition. Donnie, the Pittsburgh Steelers still currently sit 20th in the NFL draft. We, yes, sir. we might be in for a bit of surprise because, I mean, hey, according to the internet, Mike Tomlin has already drafted Malik Willis. That's already happened. Um, this week he showed up at Desmond Ritter's camp. Took him out to dinner as well, plus a couple of other guys that were very interesting. Me and Derek, who seems to be the only Steelers media member there, are going to break that down tomorrow for y'all. 20th pick in the draft. couple of names. We just went over their needs. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, what guys are on your big board for that first-round pick? I'll let the quarterback talk slide and defer to y'all for Friday. I'm actually very excited for that episode, so I can't wait to listen to that. Uh, other guys I really, really like to fit in Pittsburgh, uh, Kyler Gordon, the cornerback out of Washington. Um, I think either him or Trent McDuffie would be solid. However, I do like Gordon. Um, he's super athletic. He can play in the nickel, which is obviously a, a very big thing for the Steelers and kind of the question marks that they want to face. Do you want to stick Cam Sutton in there full time? Do you want to have the luxury of moving Cam Sutton around the defense, which, you know, really made him a versatile piece um, getting a guy like Kyler Gordon, super athletic, tested extremely, extremely well at his pro day. Combined, not so much, but on tape, he was just an athletic freak. Uh, his NFL.com pro comparison was Byron Jones. So if they can even get a sliver Ooh. of Byron Jones out of Kyler Gordon, sign me up for it all the way. Uh, shifting it. to receiver, like I said earlier, there's a lot of different options I would really like them to go see. And I really don't think there's a wrong guy. You know, that there's so many different guys with different, like, receiving skill sets in this draft. But I'm sitting here thinking, all right, well, they have they have their route runner in Deontay, right? They yep. have their big-bodied receiver in Chase, right? Even if he doesn't play like it. They have their big-bodied yep. receiver. They don't have their burner. They do don't not have, have their burner. Jamison Williams... My man from Alabama, that's where he comes in. Coming off an ACL tear, so his draft stock did take a fairly significant hit. Uh, yep. Dude, the, the speed. The speed. And, like, dude, I know a lot of people get caught up in the whole, like, John Ross, you know, don't watch the 40 times too closely thing. And, like, I definitely get it. Sky Moore, like Phantom TV said in, in, in the chat, definitely Sky not the guy. keep him on the download though. Trying to yeah, we we don't talk about Sky Moore on the yeah, show. To, to, we don't <laughs> we don't talk about Sky Moore so that other people don't start talking about Sky Moore. It's our secret. Exactly. So I, I I think Williams would be just like that that really nice third piece to take the top off of the defense and the Steelers receiving core, and then defensive tackle. Any guy who's ever worn a G on their helmet, whether that's Jordan Davis or Devontae Wyatt. 
Uh, Jordan Davis is a freak, as we all saw at the NFL Combine. But Devontae Wyatt, pretty damn good defensive lineman, too. He, you know, he played a bunch of positions in the interior. He's very, very quick laterally, which obviously is a very, very big advantage when rushing the passer and just helping and run support as well, especially on the backside. Those are my guys. And I'm not going to be upset if the Steelers take any of those four guys. And there's a whole lot more that I like as well, but I figured I'd save some for you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, so my list is somewhat the same. So just like you talked about wide receiver, take any of them, dude. I don't care. Yeah. You could take Christian Watson at that 20th pick. I'd be like, that's a great pick. That's a, that's a phenomenal pick. Jameis Williams. Jamison Williams, excuse me. Would yep. love that pick. Would love that pick. Dude, Sky have, Moore, like, dude, I hope, have, slides like, to the second round. Wilson and like Alave out of Ohio State. You have Burks out of Arkansas. You have dude. Drake London out of USC. Dude, they're so many receivers very good receivers in this draft Derek said on Friday that he would not be surprised if Garrett Wilson slides to the Pittsburgh Steelers you don't even think you don't even think about that pick you just draft Garrett Wilson I don't care who else is on the on on the board you draft Garrett Wilson uh would love any wide receiver literally any of them um Lewis kind sign whatever the heck his name is also a great pick. Daxton Hill out of Michigan, I think would be a phenomenal pick if the Pittsburgh Steelers don't go superstar with their safety addition. Um, obviously, Malik Willis. I think that if Malik Willis is anywhere close to you, you go and make a move for him. I would feel the same way about Kenny Pickett, but th- that move can't be more than four picks. You're not moving up any farther than 16 to go get either of those. I just don't think that Look at it like Justin Fields. If Justin Fields starts sliding, the Chicago Bears are like, yeah, let's go get him. Pittsburgh Steelers need to be in a reasonable place to say, let's go get a quarterback. That's it. Um, My big ones, though. Jordan Davis, I've been pushing for a minute here. And that will not stop anytime soon. Jordan Davis is my dude at 20. I don't believe that. I I hope he's going to make it there. I'm not positive that he's number one on the Pittsburgh Steelers list of wants. But, man, Jordan Davis fills so many needs that the Pittsburgh Steelers have right now and in the next five years. There's just so much potential with that dude. Fixes the run game immediately. Immediately fixes the run game. Adds that inside depth piece that you need in two seconds. And once any of them, any Stefan Tuitt leaves, Tyson Alualu retires, Cam Hayward, something happens with him. He could play till he's 50. But any position on that defensive line, you need to fill next season or two seasons from now, Jordan Davis is immediately your starter. Like, cool. Sounds good. This is his place now. Um, So, so good. My other options are the offensive line. And honestly, like I said, it could be any of them. Tyler Linderbaum, I think, is obviously a lot of people's choice. People would love him. He's an animal out of Iowa. I think at the beginning of this draft season, people were like, oh, he's going top 10. Now they're like, he might slide to the bottom of the first round. And if yeah, he slides Daniel, to the bottom of the first round. Daniel Jeremiah had his most recent mock draft two days ago. He had him sliding to the very bottom of the first round, which kind of surprised me. Dude, he also had the Steelers passing up on Malik Willis. I don't know how much I'm into that mock draft. Um, but Tyler Linderbaum, I think, fits perfectly. A lot less pressure off of Mason Cole to go play center. He could be a swing guy if need be. Another option. Um Zion Williams is a dude that I think is going to be the best offensive player, offensive lineman in this draft. I've thought that for quite some time now. I think he's an absolute animal and he's an absolute genius. 
perfect mix for a guy that's playing guard or center for you. Um, and look, and I agree with this statement. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know who else was undersized last year? Creed Humphrey. You that's know what who I'm saying. Creed Humphrey? This guy. You know who became one of the best centers in the NFL last year? Creed Humphrey. That's what I'm saying. It's The NFL is evolving to where undersized guys, undersized linemen, just go toss them at center. They're really good. That's what the Steelers were hoping for with Kendrick Green. Didn't really pan out, but that's what they were hoping for. Um, Zion Johnson. My other option would be Charles Cross or any tackle that slides to you. If Tyler Smith is available out of Tulsa, mm -hmm. I'm not totally sold that Dan Moore Jr. is a long-term starter in the, in the National Football League. I hope that he is, but people are like, oh, he was the second-best offensive lineman for the Steelers last year. Chooks Okorafor was the best, so it's saying yeah. literally nothing. Like, I liked Dan Moore's rookie season. I don't – if they had another viable option at tackle, I wouldn't like Dan Moore's rookie season nearly as much. So I think that offensive tackle, offensive guard, or center, take any of them. Those would be obviously my my top picks there. Solid, bro. Solid all around. I think that we should be in charge of drafting. Oh, we should definitely be in charge of drafting. <laughs> definitely be in charge of drafting. Um, before we head out of here, I, there was a question up the top here that I uh, – wanted to address here who do you think the best stealer will be in 2022 this is a good one this is definitely it's tough good. i mean there's there's like the front runner guys you could say like tj and cam uh somebody had pointed out deontay in the chat because you know he'll be playing for his contract that's tough man i don't know i i just tj watt people are we not forgetting yeah, about tj watt like, it's gonna be hard to to top a nfl record tying performance Dude, I'd put money on it right now. If if I was able to, I don't know if I am anywhere. I'd put money on it right now, and we could bookmark this. Everybody put this in your bookmarks. I don't care. Call me out in a year if I'm wrong. I guarantee it that if TJ Watt plays a whole season healthy, he breaks the sack record by at least two sacks. I'll play my bet safe, and I'll go with Cam Hayward. Okay, I like Cam Hayward. I'm going TJ Watt. I think TJ Watt is going to be an absolute monster. But I'll give you a number two because obviously – you know, there's a lot it's of things. Fun. I think, yeah. I think Minka Fitzpatrick's going to have an absolutely ridiculous year. Like people are, are a lot of people are high on Najee Harris. I think Najee Harris is going to take a major step forward this season. I think Deontay Johnson's going to prove that he's a number one guy. I hope Chase Claypool does some things. Minka Fitzpatrick is coming off what people thought was a down year, and he was still a stud, and he got gypped out of an All Pro selection. Dude is going to have a year on a contract. I think he's just like TJ Watt where you hand him some money and he says, okay, I just want to keep working. But uh, I could see Minka being, being pretty, pretty crazy in this upcoming 2022 season. All right. That's it for us here at all Steelers talk. Thank you everybody for jumping on to another episode. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash all Steelers talk like this video, be a friend, Tell a friend to come use our promo code at manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping. I'll be back tomorrow with Derek. Talk a little NFL draft quarterback. We'll see you then.